We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. At its September meeting, the Chicago City Council honored the nation's first paid black fire unit, which happened to be here in Chicago. Never heard of them? Not a lot of people have, and a retired black battalion chief is making it his mission to change that. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. It's a change of pace for At Issue this weekend. We're going to look at a bit of Chicago history, but I think you'll see that a lot of what happened in the past has ramifications for today. My guest is DeKalb Walcott, Jr. He's a retired Chicago Fire Department battalion chief and the author of the book Black Heroes of Fire, subtitled The History of the First African-American Fire Company in Chicago. It is the story of Engine 21. The company and Walcott were honored with an official City of Chicago proclamation. Uh, Chief Walcott, welcome. Thank you. Um, Your book is about a fire unit that served so long ago that some of the members were former slaves. So tell us about Engine 21 and uh, its place in history. Um, Engine 21's story is a very unique story. And and the question is, why? Why is it a unique story? It's a unique story because, first of all, Chicago was the first organized paid black fire company in the nation. Um, Second, the same group of men invented and made popular the firehouse sliding pole. Um, A lot of, there's a misconception that Boston created the fire pole they created the brass pole. There was a wooden pole that was created here about 1877. And so a flip side to all of that is the fact that what motivates me to tell this story today is uh, some of the uh, caricatures that were created in 1885 to 1889 by Currier and Ives Publishing Company. They displayed blacks as misfits and derelicts, of which was not the case. There were two fire companies that were available at that time, uh, Engine 21, who was established December 21st, 1872. And in 1877, they invented and made popular the sliding pole here in Chicago. Um, And there was a company in Indianapolis that had two or three firemen serving at that time. So um, Curry and Ives' illustration of Darktown Fire Brigade, along with the blackface comedy that they made up during Jim Crow era in 1915 were, um, in, in my eyes, defamation and libel that was created then. And my, my problem today is that stuff is still being bought and sold on the market today. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about what started, uh, engine 21. Cause I, I found it very interesting that this was mayor Joseph Medill That's correct. who specifically created a black fire company. What prompted him to do that? Um, there are a number of reasons for that. Um, um, first of all, let's talk about the reconstruction period in America because that's when all this took place. Obviously reconstruction took place 1865 to about 1876, I would say. 
uh, at that same time, um, Chicago was fortunate. Blacks who lived in Chicago were very fortunate to have a person like Mayor Joseph Medill. Um, let's talk about what led up to uh, Engine 21 being established, though. October 8, 1871 was the Great Chicago Fire. At that time, um, there were approximately 4,000 black people who lived in and around Chicago area. A, a number of people lived in the what was, a, I think it was the second, considered the second ward at that time. They lived between Roosevelt, um, Harrison Street, uh, State Street, over to Fourth Avenue, which um, may be um, Clark Street today. At any rate, um, during the Chicago fire, that fire that took off did not um, uh, burn that particular section of town. Um, it went up 9th Street and then north of that space. Um, at the same time, there were a number of blacks who assisted uh, with volunteering during that time frame in uh, helping to put that fire out. There were no blacks that were of record who were hirees at that time. Um, Chicago became a paid department roughly in 1857, 1858, um, that particular period. And so there were no blacks on the fire department at that time. Uh, mayor Medill, who was a reformist mayor, prior to that, he was a publisher of the Tribune. He was an attorney. He was a political activist, uh, abolitionist. And um, 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 so... In light of those things, uh, Mayor Medill's wish for blacks uh, was that they become a part of the mainstream society here in Chicago. And the Reconstruction period was an opportunity to do that. Um, blacks were purportedly being rewarded when they were hired for serving during the first fire, uh, October 8, 1871. Um, and so as a result, Engine 21 came about. Now, the members of Engine 21... Um, um, they were all um, ex-Civil War vets um, who uh, relocated to Chicago after the Civil War, of course, um, and who were interested in becoming a part of the mainstream society. And so as a result, um, David Kenyon, who was a foreman of that particular company and giving credit for inventing the sliding pole, he was asked to man this a group of uh, black men who were um, through an executive order by Mayor Medill was established as the nation's first black engine company. Hmm. Now, I mean, you talked about some of the accomplishments for this company, including the, uh, the poll. And, and my understanding is that uh, uh, Kenyon also uh, had another innovation, right? He, 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 the doors, something as simple as the doors. So it seems like, his his mission was to have them respond to fires faster. Um, yes. Um, David Kenyon, again, was uh, said to have uh, led a black regiment of um, men during the Civil War, uh, after which he was a carpenter, and he may have been a carpenter prior to. Uh, he was a carpenter, and so uh, as a result, uh, accepting Engine 21 um, and and heading up this, uh, all-black unit, uh, with the exception of the engineer who was Henry, Henry Pettybridge. Um, David Kenyon, um, the story of David Kenyon uh, in the sliding pole was such that um, there, were, there was a diagonal pole that led from 
uh, the apparatus floor to the third floor. And the third floor was a hayloft that where they stored hay. They were in the process of uh, uh, hoisting hay up to the third floor. An alarm came in. There were a couple of members upstairs working. George Reed was considered one of those one of those men. Um, when the alarm came in, the other members ran uh, to the took the stairwell down. Uh, George Reed slid this diagonal pole. When he got to the floor, he hurried up and he uh, hooked up the horses. By the time the other members got down, they wanted to know, how did he get down so fast? He said, I slid the pole. So that invention uh, was started at that particular point in time. Now, um, uh, David Kenyon went to um, a deputy fire marshal and asked for permission to cut a hole in the floor to increase their members' response time by way of a wooden pole. Um, that chief officer made mention that, well, if this invention and idea did not work, that they were responsible for closing this hole up with their own money. So need I say that they never had to do that. Um, <laughs> once they installed a fire pole, and this fire pole was, um, in st- Engine 21 um, were located in three locations. Uh, originally, they were in a rented, rented loft a rented building at 47 Eldridge Court, which is on 9th Street between State and Wabash. After that, they moved to 1213 South Plymouth Court. An old address would be 313 South 3rd Avenue. And and on 313 3rd Avenue is where the sliding pole was uh, virtually invented. And then their third location, which was around the corner from there, was 47 West Taylor in the rail yard. Um, Chief Walker, if I can ask, uh, when I heard this and and, and was uh, at the city council when they were talking about some of this history, um, the one question that came up to me was, why hadn't this history been told in this way at all or told, as you learned, wrong? Um, There are probably a number of reasons. Uh, Some of my reasoning is, first of all, Reconstruction, Amber Bailey wrote uh, a thesis paper for the University of Chicago when she was a history student there. And it was Engine 21, an experiment in democracy during the Reconstruction era uh, in Chicago. And her um, thesis paper went right to the point. Um, There were, um, many people did not want blacks um, to be a part of the police fire department or the uh, city of Chicago. And, you know, they were identified as people who worked on farms and so on. Um, and so many uh, blacks were innovative, though, along with being farmers. There were many who were carpenters, bricklayers, so on and so forth. Um, and a, a lot of their education was uh, hands-on which and and it was done in the South. Um, at the same time, um, whites in the Chicago area and in the North were not adamant about blacks becoming firemen. I point to eighteen eighteen Philadelphia when um, the Af- African Firemen's Association it was a volunteer organization that attempted to organize, and the other white volunteer firemen um, looked down at that. They did not want them volunteering as firemen. So 
they created not only a work stoppage, but there was violence that was utilized to discourage um, blacks from becoming firemen. And it got so bad that the same group of men withdrew their idea of starting a volunteer group. At that same time, 1818, there was Molly Williams. Molly Williams came out of uh, New York. Molly Williams was a slave. She volunteered um, with her slave master there in New York at uh, um, a volunteer fire company. Uh, one day in particular during a bad snowstorm, many of the members were ill, sick, and she took up uh, their reins by helping to drag the um, uh, engine. wasn't an engine at that time. It was uh, apparatus on wheels that was a manual pumper uh, that would push water through through a hose line to a fire. She helped and assisted at that fire, and she was considered um, the first female firefighter. Um, and so the irony in that is, is that Philadelphia, they didn't want black volunteers, but they accepted a black slave as such. So here in Chicago, the police and fire board did not want, um, blacks on the, in, in the fire service. So, um, Medill in rewarding these men for serving during the Chicago fire of October 8th, uh, rewarded these men through an executive order by establishing them as a fire company. So without him, Engine 21 probably never would have coexisted at that time. What made you interested in seeking out this history? There are a number of things. Um, one of those things is, uh, you know, and you start with, you go back to your grade school and high school and you have history classes that um, nothing is mentioned or talked about in reference to um, what blacks did and what their contributions to America was. Um, there are short statements about, um, you know, positions that they held in society. And so as a result, um, I've always had an interest in history. Uh, it's always been limited. Um, uh, during high school, the information that we received has always been limited. Um, once I uh, following the fire strike of uh, February 14th, 1980, I uh, joined the uh, African-American Firefighters League. At that time, in interfacing with some of my brothers on the job, I come to find out that there was um, this, this story kept coming up about Engine 21 and their invention of the sliding pole. But may I just add that nothing was in writing. Everything was word of mouth. So there was one particular individual by the name of Alan Williams, Alan Williams was a collector of photographs and information. And there was also another individual um, who was a senior fire alarm operator, Ken Little. He published a number of books uh, pertaining to uh, um, firehouses in Chicago with stories that uh, came behind them. So Ken Little and as well as uh, um, Alan Williams, whose father was the first black deputy in the late 60s here in Chicago uh, as a chief officer. Um, um, these individuals really helped get me started with not only documentation, but photographs as well. Well, and uh, in just a moment, we're going to uh, talk about what you learn and uh, both from your research and from your, your uh, career. You are listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm political editor Craig Delamore. My guest is retired fire battalion chief 
DeKalb Walcott. He is the author of the book Black Heroes of Fire. Um, what I do want to ask is, from what you were able to learn in the research, and whether it's here in Chicago or any of the other cities that you looked at a little bit, uh, is what was it like after the resistance, the initial resistance to anybody even joining the fire department, what was it like for um, blacks to be firefighters in those early days? Um, that, that may not be such an easy question, of course, because I was not there. But at the same time, um, the conditions then and the conditions when I served were different. Uh, Chicago started out with uh, the same as every other ma- major city in the United States. Um, they, they started out with uh, um, uh, steam engines as well as there were other type of pumpers. They had bucket brigades until they were sophisticated enough to uh, operate uh, steam engines and so on, um, of which was uh, a task, as well as horses. So um, my era, of course, um, uh, we we didn't use anything like that. Of course, uh, our era was uh, more of trucks and and that sort of thing, which was a lot easier to manage. Um, population in Chicago around that time period may have been somewhere around three hundred thousand people or so. Um, at the same time, um, uh, it was tough. I'm sure. Um, everything was manual labor. Um. I don't know if the Pompier ladders were invented at that time or not, but that's how we scaled buildings. Uh, uh, ladders only reached so far. Um, and so I'm sure we lost a lot more than we saved. One of the major factors here is Chicago was primarily made of wood. You know, the entire city was of wood. We had wood streets. We had wood uh, poles. You had wood fences. Uh, you had wood homes. Um, not far from where Engine 21 was established was a location called Shantytown. Shantytown was uh, not far from a vice district uh, in Chicago, which was just on the outside of the downtown area. Um, but fighting fires in Chicago and any other major city, I'm sure, was very challenging as a result of. And some of those things where you had mixed occupancies, you had... Um, um, how can I put this? You could, you had uh, um, a hardware store on the first floor of a building. You had lumber yards that were in residential communities. Um, you had uh, probably the highest building was probably five stories in Chicago mm-hmm. up until around the mid 18, 1800s when high rises started. But um, I'm sure fighting fires in Chicago was very challenging. Um, I, well, I note that after the first unit, after after uh, Engine 21, it, you said it was decades before there was another unit. That's correct. What, what, what was that about? Um, again, um, um, as a fireman, um, you are um, in a position to help and um, provide assistance to someone else, be it their property or be it their life. And so um, it, it just appears to me that society just irregardless of the inventions that blacks created from making the sliding pole popular, being first in at fires, having the most fire runs for a year. And that went on for years. Um, and total runs uh, are the statistics that engine 21 met 
from their inception of December 1872 up until early 1900. Um, at the same time, um, those um, those members were always challenged. Uh, uh, for some reason, whites looked at us at us as um, these caricatures that Currier and Ives have illustrated and put out, where they 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 initially made black people look like they were unfit to serve. So from that 1885 to 1889 period, when these photographs and pictures were created, and obviously Jim Crow came um, during that period as well, which did not help. Um, instead of blacks being accepted into mainstream society, nobody else wanted to be on the bottom, obviously. And so their effort, and wor- and they worked towards keeping blacks out of the police and the fire department. But may I add that, Mayor Medill, this first year uh, that he was in office in 1872, uh, he established the first black plainclothes police officer here in Chicago. He assisted John Jones, who was the first black Cook County commissioner here in Chicago. And then at the end of that year, December 21st, 1872, he established Engine 21 as the nation's first black fire organized paid fire company. Given all the uh, all the pressures, I'm I'm just curious on a personal level, what made you want to be a firefighter? And I know some of this runs in your family, but still, <laughs> um, honestly, um, I took advantage of an opportunity. Uh, I was in co- in in college at the time. Um, I left college, went into the military um, during that uh, time period. Uh, um, Uh, I took the exam for the fire department in uh, roughly 1973, 1974. Uh, The Afro-American Firefighters League initiated a lawsuit because blacks were just still not being hired in the fire service. Um, And so we were told that we were taking jobs away from uh, other firemen's family members. Um, So uh, as a result, uh, I took advantage of an opportunity, uh, honestly, True story. Um, I'm roughly 18 years old in the house that I live in now. Uh, I grew up there, as a matter of fact. Uh, I prayed to God and asked him for an opportunity, an opportunity to make a lot of money. That was one of the things that I prayed <laughs> for. Um, I asked for insurance benefits, and I asked for an opportunity to be able to help my family if they need me. This provided that opportunity. Um, did you face much racism in the in this modern era um yes and when you say much uh, much originally yes because you know uh, the fire service is a it's a culture it's a lifestyle it's a, a way of life and i think we need to remind people that firefighters essentially live together for i mean for the time that they're on duty they are sharing a home that's, that's correct. Um, um, one of the reasons why Engine 21 was so successful was because they were a whole fire company. They were able to support each other. Uh, blacks being hired in New York, 1898. Uh, gentleman goes in, works for the fire in the fire service. Um, I've, I've heard horror stories where he was assigned to the horses, and that was his only duty, uh, to maintain the horses. And so... Um, in light of the fact that 
um, um, cities in the north were not adamant about um, adding blacks to this good old boy club. Um, and as a result, um, blacks were left out. Um, we did not get a second black fire company in Chicago until 1943 when Engine 16 was established. Um, and then um, I asked an old-timer, Gordon Grand Prix, why did they hire blacks um, during and following World War II? His contention was that veterans were able to find better-paying jobs um, uh, elsewhere, and, w- and they were not interested in the fire department. So as a result, we were able to obtain maybe five or six, um, actually more than that. Up until about 1956, we had added maybe about seven or eight fire companies, uh, Engine 16, 48, 53, 6, 12. Um, and, of course, uh, Engine 21 relocated to Engine 19's quarters uh, approximately approximately 1940, uh, uh, approximately um, 1926, um, thereabout, uh, relocated from 47 Taylor Street to uh, Engine 19, which was at 3444 South Road Street. And then the members of Engine 19 then relocated to another firehouse. Um, That firehouse on Taylor Street was, uh, um, from what I understand, the floor it caved in, and the apparatus had to sit outside. Those firehouses were not made to hold um, vehicles. They were basically um, set up with a wooden floor for horses and a steam engine. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that uh, that there's been much progress for for African American firefighters in Chicago? I think that uh, a lot of progress has uh, been made and and that progress has been made as a result of of many of us who have become leaders on this job to uh, step up and do what is right, what's needed and necessary. You can't have this job and come to work late. That's one thing. You can't maintain this job and be out of physical condition. That don't work. You cannot maintain this job and not have some background, some history of what you are supposed to be doing. And so that goes much further than just showing up. And the fire service is not a job. The fire service is a career and it's a way of life. Um, last question. Have you uh, found that there is uh, much enthusiasm as you try to spread the word about Engine 21 and the history of black firefighters? Um, I have to say yes. Um, on um, both sides of the fence. I have well, white friends who have been intrigued by the story, and uh, I find um, local black firemen and other firemen throughout the nation who have association and relationships with. Uh, um, I've got nothing but uh, praise and pat on the back um, for this book that I wrote. I've had people ask me, um, do you have any of your personal experiences in them? And, and, uh, and I do have one or two that is made mention, but, uh, no, this is a history book. It's not about the Cowboy Walcott. It's about those members who served, uh, those original members who served on engine 21, their accomplishments and what they, what their time, um, what their, their, uh, experiences were while they were on the fire department in the fire service and some of what we've had to deal with. Uh, being firemen in Chicago uh, up until today.
Well, thank you very much. The book is called Black Heroes of Fire, the history of the first African-American fire company in Chicago, and that was Fire Engine Company 21. And uh, DeKal Walcott, thank you very much for uh, spending this time with us. He is a retired firefighter, a former battalion chief, and uh, thank you very much for coming in. My pleasure. Um, To our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website. That is WBBMNewsRadio.com. You can look for the uh, podcast uh, if you say something very quickly. I just want to add I have a website for the book. The website is um, www.BlackHeroesOfFire.com. I have an email address, info, I-N-F-O, at BlackHeroesOfFire.com. Okay, that'll have to be it because we are out of time. Uh, you can also find our podcast on radio.com. I will be back next week with another edition of At Issue. I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.